Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program. Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Tim. Hey, I was, we were mentioning uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, the uh, largest Protestant denomination in America. I don't know how many people, 15, 16 million? It, it like was that. 16 million, but now they, they lost last year, probably a lot of it because of COVID, 400,000 members. Well, and that's the that's in line with trends of other churches. Yes, uh, and in fact, I don't even know ten years from now if we'll even have denominations at all. Yeah, the, the denominational structure of a church is trending downward, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons for that, and that's they're not necessarily all bad, I guess. But um, the United Methodist Church is splitting up. Yes, that's the second largest. Protestant denomination in America with the Episcopal Church, although it's not particularly large, but their projections are that in 25 years there won't be an Episcopal Church. That's how many people they're losing. There won't be. There'll be Episcopal churches you go into and say, uh, like museums. Yeah. Or historic. There'll be a historic designation. Yeah. You know, or, yes. or somebody else will bottom them up or something. Well, the problem with the Episcopal Church is they don't believe in anything anymore. Right. Huh? Right. Now, I know there are some Episcopalians who do believe in the Lord and right. Jesus and salvation, and they're still hanging in there. But the denomination has gone totally woke and and reject on, on the issue of, of uh, sexuality. They embrace homosexuality. Right. And, and now this was their own report that said, I, 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 25 years I think is, is right. Maybe it's with 25 to 50, something like that. But their own report said because of the rate – at which they're losing members, that the Episcopal Church will not exist. Yeah. Now, the Anglican Church worldwide, much of which is conservative in Africa, for example, very conservative, Bible-believing, they'll certainly exist. The Church of England probably will exist, but the I tell Episcopal you, Church won't. Another big denomination that probably won't be around more than 10 or 15 more years is the Presbyterian Church USA. Also so they're, they're, they're the same as Episcopalians almost as far as rejecting the Bible uh, or in, in, ter- in terms of sexuality. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what's the problem with United Methodist church. That's why they're splitting up. You got one side who, especially on human sexuality, one side wants to say we need to, you know, ordain gay ministers. And the other side says, wait a minute, right. Bible teaches against this. We can't do this. That's one big issue. There are other issues too. So, the, so Christian denominations are splitting up over these it's always issues. A, it's always the same issue, by the way. Uh, the Episcopals who divided into Episcopalians and, and Anglicans. Yeah. You're right. Uh, the um, your uh, Methodist Method, United Methodists, and uh, now, well, not the Southern Baptists. I don't think they are. But where it starts is it always starts with them downplaying the authority and legitimacy of Scripture. Right. Once they do that, all yeah. of this other stuff on sexuality and that starts in their stuff. seminaries yeah. too. Yeah. Yes, uh, you know you get you just like Marxists and socialists have d- 
done a tremendous job in influencing secular colleges and university staff and administrations. Right. And same thing's been going on. Basically, you've had atheists and universalists uh, uh, invade evangelical, otherwise evangelical, or historically evangelical seminaries. Right. And taking over and producing pastors and ministers and yeah. preachers, clergy that yeah. believe as they do. But the idea that you're going to be a church that is, quote, uh, diverse and inclusive, I don't mean diverse in terms of race or ethnicity or kinds of people you welcome in. I'm talking about where you say, well, we're no different than Muslims or, or Hindus or whatever. We're all the same. You know what I'm saying? We all yeah. worship the same uh, supreme being. Or what, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how they put it. If you get to the point where you don't believe anything, okay, uh, especially a Christian church, Steve, if you don't believe in the God of the Bible, the authority of the Scripture, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, uh, heaven and hell, sin and repentance, uh, if you don't believe in those things, there's no point. No, nobody's going to. Why get up on Sunday morning? Why get up? Right. Uh, and and it, this is a misunderstanding that a lot of these denominations have. They think if they become relevant, if they become woke, they'll attract culture. But like you're saying, people won't get up to go to hear the same thing they can hear at their country. Or give club. money. Right. 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 So what, but what does motivate people is when you put a challenge in front of them, live godly, live biblically. This is what the Bible says. It's counterculture. But this is how you get success and uh, favor of God. Those churches, and mostly those are evangelical churches, seem to be doing pretty well or holding their own. Yes, yeah, and, and those are the ones that grow. <laughs> yeah, I was asked the other day by somebody, "How's American Family Radio doing?" I said, "We're doing, we're doing as good as we ever have, right? Or better, as far as uh, people who give to us at Shareathon, right? On American Family Radio." People who sign up to get our action alerts, those our podcast, right, are going nuts. I'm talking in the millions, uh, people they get the podcast combined of all the shows. Right. I think I'm right on that, uh, or maybe hundreds of thousands. Anyway, the point is, if American Family Radio was to come on the air and say, you know what, folks, it doesn't really matter what you believe in, right? You know, as long as you're sincere, yes. You know, we don't need to judge anybody or anything or judge, you know, the Bible and we just want to love everyone. Yes, and the, the, you know we. Used the Bible is no different than the book of the Quran uh, or uh, no yeah, or yeah. no book. Or, how, how many how many people you think would call us during Sharathon to say I want to make a donation? Yeah, yeah I want to support that. <laughs> <laughs> we used to make fun of that kind of thing. I've I've known you since yeah. Tim the eighties, right? Before, way before I came to work here, uh, knew Randall Murphy, the editor of the uh, the journal, JJ Jasper, and some other folks around here have known you guys since the 80s when we were younger men we would meet for lunch once a week and we called it the, the sincerity club and we said it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere we were making fun. we were mocking we were making fun of that kind of attitude and now there are churches certain right. church, you know churches or denominations that that basically believe that and i, I would have been stunned if you told me that back in the 80s all right, Steve, what do you got? Uh, before we start on this, I wanted to let you know that uh, my wife, Heather, is an avid fan of the show, Tim. She appreciates your sense of humor, and she Thank was listening you. the other day. And what about me? Yeah. 
I don't well, think you're, she likes wow, it. Your Italian recipes. Thanks for that. It's a lot for well, that. Slap down. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I don't. I don't um, care. It's your intellect, Ed. <laughs> sure. It's my jokes and your intellect. It's it's my Red. intellect just staggering. Steve wants to talk. That's okay. Go it's ahead, your show. <laughs> Go ahead. But um, so uh, we were listening the other day. She was listening the other day when we were having the discussion about a certain song. Now Heather and I just got back from California, where we went to visit my folks in Bay Area, Monterey Bay Area. Oh my gosh, it is so beautiful <laughs> out there. Um, but Heather remembers you having an issue with. This song, and she wanted to give you something. Daddy shock, Heather. I'm taking my so Heather, Heather. Heather bought oh you this shirt, Tim. She wants you to have it. Well, I'm, if for how this- do I say no? It's like I'm unappreciative. <laughs> uh, Heather, thank you for the Daddy Shark. Do 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 shirt shirt from Carmel, California. Yes. Uh, I, I do like the shirt. I gotta cool. get that song cool. out of my head. But I know. Do you know? I think that's the number one song in YouTube history. I think it is. I think we were looking I at that. Like, I think it's like two point something billion. Yeah. It's even more than Rick Rolled. Yeah. Yes. Huh? Like five times more than Rick Rolled. Rick Rolled. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, Rick Rolled. I'll send that periodically. I'll, I'll is that send... still is that still a thing? Yeah. Rick Rolled. Rick Astley. Yeah, periodically yeah. I'll send, what, what I'll send the that around the... Uh, Never gonna give you up. Yes, yes, Never yes. Never gonna yes, let yes. you, you go. go. Oh, I'm sorry. I was way off. Baby Shark, 8.7 billion. With a B? With a B, views. <laughs> uh, how, how much and that Rick, was four many, years ago. How many does Rick Roll have? It's probably not even top 10. Oh, no. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it is. And I was, well, I was Look gonna, it up. Uh, I was going to say that I sent it around periodically. I'll say, hey, this was really important. You need to check this out. And then Rick Roll, come on, nine hundred and sixty-two million. That's not bad. Yeah, nine hundred and sixty-two uh, million views. When I was looking for the clip that was just played here, I came across a Baby Shark. It's it's a, a YouTube clip that has a full hour and fifteen minutes of that song back to back to back to back to back. Well, uh, that, that's can you what, imagine? No, that, that that's what the Chinese hell. use now. That might, to, that's right. For torture they put people in prison. If we <laughs> die without Christ, we might be going somewhere where yeah. that's playing. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm argue against that. That's, That's Chinese music torture. There you go. Was that? China. Th- is what I just said not politically correct? I don't even know. You said Any- China. <laughs> you do a great Trump on that. That's the only thing I can do uh, for Trump. China. My son can do, my son, Tony, who's 30, yeah. 31, yeah. He, he can do all kinds of Trump stuff. Can. I can just do that. You were doing a good hands that motion, a good Trump's hands motion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Hey, you, hey, one thing I'd like yeah. to see President Trump do before, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I was going to say before he dies. Yeah. I'd like to see him lean back in a chair one time. Leap. Huh? <laughs> Have you ever noticed every single interview he ever does, he's he's sitting on the, as he sits in the chair, he leans forward from the chair. And I can see why you, know what you, I'm talking about? Why you personally would want to see him lean back. Because even our Facebook people notice that periodically you'll lean back and do the big stretch. Yeah. And so you want to see I want President to see Trump, Trump do that. Do yeah. Yeah, I'll see President That's Trump probably do that. something to do with his uh, apprentice, you know, those years of, you know, uh, how to influence people. It's when you lean forward, you're more authoritative. Probably something to do with that. I'm sure it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's an alpha male thing. Yeah. It's how yeah. you're taught to sing sitting down, by the way. Good posture. Really? Yeah, you sit at the front of the seat. You have your upper half of your body. He doesn't even. He doesn't even need the back of the can. chair. 
No. Right. He could sit on a stool yeah. all, for the rest of his life and do interviews. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Go ahead, Steve. All right. Um, MS, sorry, not MSNBC. New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay decided that she wanted to go out and see the flyover of America. So she went all the way from New York City. Uh, she went all the way down to uh, Long Island, uh, which is where she, <laughs> she went. And she was lamenting on the air that she saw a bunch of Trump signs and she calls them explicatives. <laughs> against joe biden on the back of cars and what, what now she calls them what explicatives um, did, did she mean to say expletives? that's what she meant to say well listen to it this is but she, there was one thing that disturbed her kind of more than anything else i want you to hear what it is listen to cut five i was on long island this weekend uh visiting a really dear friend and i was really disturbed i saw you know dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yep. country. I own this. That's not what American flag says, by the way, but that's what she decided. Who's to tri She's triggered by, huh? By, Ooh, by American flags? By American flags. Yes. She's but a New York she? Times columnist. She's a New York Times editorial board member. Well, no wonder that newspaper is going down the tubes. Right. Yeah. You got her, got her will feelings hurt. Yeah. You say it, I, I did whittle. Dan <laughs> Gaynor from. <laughs> got a will feelings hurt. Dan Gaynor from. Flags flying on a truck. Because, it, well, it's her interpretation of it. Her interpretation of an American flag on the, on a truck is this is my country, not yours. Who. Who is where? Who is displaying the American flag? Would say something so because she's looking for boorish. it. She's looking. She's looking to have her feelings offended, and she found somebody. She didn't like a Trump sticker she saw or whatever. I don't even know what an expletive is. Explicative. Explicative. It's an explicative. <laughs> well, her comment is inexplicative. We we censor out all like the explicatives like on our air. <laughs> we don't bring them into town. That listen, I, the, the, these media companies have been completely taken over. Yeah. How does the New York Times recover? You know, they drum people out and cancel columnists and writers left and right in that magazine, in that newspaper. And she's, how, the edit, she's on the editorial board. How do they ever recover? A person that thinks like that. Yeah. How is that newspaper ever going to recover? They're not. And, and, and kind of come back towards the middle. They, how would they do it? It was funny. Uh, Dan Gaynor's the one that was reporting this, and he wrote the article, and on the article... Um, he said the lady's name, he said, um, Mara Gay. And then he had, you know how you put, uh, R Nebraska for a Senator right. or a Republican from Nebraska. He put Mara Gay in parentheses D N Y T for New York times. Time. Very good. <laughs> that was I like really, that. That was really good. That's good. <laughs> hey, um, we're getting still divisions in this country over the vaccine, um, we have in Sacramento County, we have supervisors. What kind of divisions? Well, what do you mean? supervisors in Sacramento County in California have walked out of a board meeting because some of the people in the meeting were not wearing masks. We have more than 170 Houston hospital workers who were suspended over refusing the vaccine. The vaccine is uh, still a lot of unknowns. And I want it, but it is having an impact. I want you to hear this. This was a panel member on uh, CNN, on the Allison Camerata show. Her name is Jenin Younds, 
and uh, Camerata asked her about if she's going to take the, the COVID vaccine. Listen to cut eight. Tell me about your hesitancy. What's, what's it based on? I've had COVID in February, so I have natural immunity. There's no reason for me to get the vaccine. There's no reason for me to take the vaccine. Doses from vulnerable people uh, in, the, in this country or in other countries who need more than I do. You just don't uh, know how long your natural immunity will last. There we, aren't. We don't know how long the immunity from the vaccine lasts. This is a, uh, taken on a religious mentality and on the progressive liberal side of the spectrum. So it's changed my politics. Now I'll vote for anybody who, who cares about civil liberties and who doesn't allow the trampling of our rights that we've seen over the past year. She was a Democrat liberal. Wow. And she says, this has made me change my voting. I'm now going to vote for anybody that will get me uh, give me liberty. That's how that's how that's how Democrats used to think. Yeah. Before the woke crowd took over or, or liberals, I should say, the progress secular progressives took over the Democrat Party. And now they want to shut anybody down like her. Yes. She want to say speak their mind. You notice she pointed to the trampling of civil liberties. Yes. So this is becoming a frightening turn for a lot of people where they're seeing just how bold and uh authoritarian and totalitarian the mindset is on the secular progressive left and if you're if you were a lifetime democrat for example and a liberal person in the traditional sense you don't like what you see absolutely because where you used to criticize the right i remember alan dersowich and others the aclu they used to be critical of groups like ours right for example saying we were threatening censorship when we were yes you know, when we objected to something on TV or something. Now, that's flipped. It's no longer the right that is the threat to them, uh, should be the threat to them. The ACLU, like this lady, represents this lady. It's the left. The left want to impose vaccine shots on everybody. Right. And this lady is saying, she's a liberal, and she's saying, no, that's against civil liberties, which the Democrat Party and liberals used to support. And, and, and they still do some of them. And yeah, these like hospital staff members that you were talking about yeah. that have been suspended. Yeah, repeat these are that people, again. These are people that went through the pandemic yeah. going hours and hours and hours of overtime to help people. Right. And now, because of the vaccine, they've been suspended. More now, than to, re- repeat that again. I want people to listen, uh, maybe who weren't paying attention a few minutes ago. More than 170 healthcare workers at a Houston, Texas hospital, reading from Fox News, were reportedly suspended for two weeks without pay this week for choosing not to get the coronavirus vaccine by the hospital's uh, Monday deadline. Uh, that's what the hospital was requiring of their workers. Um, says the, uh, uh, the hospital... It's unfortunate that today's milestone of Houston Methodist becoming the safest hospital system in the country is being overshadowed by a few disgruntled employees. CEO Mark Boom said that. So one of the people interviewed we just heard, she was a nurse. Yeah. And she says, I had COVID. Yeah. And I have natural immunity now. Yeah. And and Allison Camarado on CNN says, yeah, but you don't know how long that's going to (laughs) last. To which... To which the nurse dumped on Allison. Yes. Huh? Tom and said, said, you don't know how long the, sh- the shot's going to last. Right. In fact, th- th- they're talking about it possibly needing booster shots and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I, you know what? That's uh, That could be a class action lawsuit potentially, seems to me. And whether they'd win or not, I don't know. But suspending pr- someone from their job because they didn't get a 
a uh, keep in mind a rushed vaccine. These are medical workers. I know. Who don't right. trust the. They vaccine. read up on this. They're smart <laughs> enough to know. You know. Now, hospital workers are uh, required as a part of their job to get the flu shot every year, for example, because they work around sick people all the time. Okay, so there is precedent for this kind of thing. Is that the same thing, though? No, the flu shot is a vaccine. This is an RNA recumbent something or other. Well, the flu shot's only successful like 40% of the time, is what I read. You know what I'm talking about, Ed? Yeah, I I think that that has to do with uh, the strain that they give you the, va- the the flu shot it's always last year's strain it's always the strain they they think will be the predominant one that most people will face i think that's where the percentages come yep. come into play all I, right steve good news good kamala news, harris steve. has been to the border to the, to the u.s mexican finally border. Huh? yes isn't it about time she yes. went down as part of a uh, congressional delegation that included her and uh, California, I'm sorry, Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Um, Harris didn't have a whole lot to say because, well, she was a cardboard cutout that Lauren Boebert brought to the border. And this is what Congresswoman Lauren Boebert had to say about Kamala visiting with her to the border. Cut six. Unaccompanied children being sent on this journey alone and even worse, given over to the cartel. That is way, way up. You know what's not up at the southern border? Respect for law and order, funding for our border patrol, and where's the media to cover this crisis? More than 70 days ago, Biden named Cackling Kamala as border czar, but she hasn't done a single thing to protect the American people. She hasn't even been down here to see the border or the tens of thousands of children wrapped in aluminum foil. So I brought Kamala down to see exactly what this regime is responsible for with their man-made crisis. Now, Kamala, I want you to stand here and look at what you've done. <laughs> she t- set the cardboard cutout, <laughs> life-size cardboard cutout of Kamala, I saw that. Kamala Harris. <laughs> did, so did she have, a, like, a band with her? Where did that music come from? Oh, this is her her campaign or yeah. her office put this together as kind of a, you know. She's no, not like on it. any committees. I, I think yeah. she's the one that did, she the one that they kicked off because of the Because of, of her guns. guns. Yeah. So she got a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 you know, um. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, felt threatened by her, I think, right? Is this the one where AOC was feeling threatened? Everybody, they had yeah. some discussions on the floor. She wanted to, she was the one that AOC was going to come and open. AOC threatened by everybody. Yeah. She was the one that said during the campaign she was going to come and open carry on the floor. In other yeah. words, have a, a, a firearm on her hip. Yeah. Uh, which freaked everybody on the gun control side out. Uh, yeah, that but, would probably freak me out, too. <laughs> but now so there's... My, if I showed up at work with a gun, actually, we do, we ha- we do have... I know that. Carrying I know that, but I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. If But you got your political opponent, your sworn political enemy sitting over there with a with the gun, here at, with here the gun work, on her hip. Here huh? at work, peop- we do have people care. We do have security team... Well trained, yes, and they have yes. shirts out, and so you don't yeah. ever see it. What you're talking about, you walk up to somebody. If, if your waitress do... comes up and she's got a gun on her hip, you're going, ah, okay, I think I'm good. I'm not going to pay gonna... my bill. That's hey, for sure. I was supposed to get this steak medium, but I'm not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way I like it. Mm-mm. You got a problem, sir? No, I don't. Just a little more tea, please. Twenty percent, okay. Twenty-five percent. You let me know. Here, you write your own tip. <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve. My hey, pleasure. some good news too. Thank you for that. Thanks for the. 
Had it all thanked out there for you. Lovely and talented wife. Thank you for the T-shirt. And tell her for me, thanks for nothing. All right. I'll yeah, tell her that. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> if you're listening, Heather, uh, right. no problem. All right. Ed, I want to thank Ed, Steve, Brent, Fred. Jerry and Becky Jerry Trace. and Becky. Did I leave anybody out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nobody and important. you, our listeners. Uh, yes. And I want to wish Dr. Russell Moore a happy day. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs>